0: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
1: Hey, everyone. My name is Justin, and you're on Inverse, and we are looking at the biblical topic of the Godhead. You may be wondering, what in the world is that? We're going to get into it in the next 30 minutes. We're looking at different vignettes in Adventist history on the topic of the Trinity, Godhead. These are the synonyms that we use for each other, and they're practical ramifications for every young person and every old person out there. I don't know how you identify yourself or whether you're right in the middle. We have three people, and we can say hi to them, and I don't know how they identify themselves. There's a young are old. We have Siku and Israel, probably older, and then we have Jonathan. Hey, guys! Oldest. Hello, hello. <laughs> <The oldest. laughs> And we have all of you guys out there. Want we'll to say welcome? Uh, whether you are watching on video or listening through podcast, hello to you out there. Uh, we're going to have a word of prayer. And Siku, can you pray for us?
0: Sure. Let us pray, loving Father. We thank you that we can come together to study your word. We thank you that we have an opportunity to learn more about you who you are, and we know that this is a mystery that is beyond human comprehension, but we thank you for revealing yourself to us, and we pray that as we study now, um, we could see glimpses of who you are, and that it would have a transformative effect on our lives. Mm -hmm. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.
1: There are are these terms that we use, we throw around, even at this table, and we hear it in sermons and churches, and sometimes, I don't know about you all, I don't know what your, I guess what my question is, what's your reaction when you hear these terms, and like, Godhead, Trinity, uh, justification, eskato, 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 eschatology. Eska, eschatology, last day events, um, hermeneutics—you uh, know these these words that you don't really use in everyday discourse, and if you do, yeah. that that means you're probably a pastor or a theologian, <laughs> or you're uh, weird, or you're weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, like how what's what's your initial gut reaction? Ziku? I mean, I, you're laughing. This, you're smiling.
0: I mean, I love this stuff. You love this. Yeah.
1: Stuff. yeah. yeah. So she's weird. So
2: one of the weird so. ones out there. <laughs> okay, yeah. Israel. It's is a safe environment. See, is, you can be weird. We still you. love you. Yeah. Um, I honestly, what comes to my mind is that, that we we tend to, as uh, Christians and as students of the Bible, sometimes we tend to overcomplicate mm. the simplicity of mm. Scripture. Uh, and and my fear is that so many times we just compartmentalize. Mm areas of scripture to you know focus whereas really scripture is about one person mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm not a, saying that's what Siku's no, doing. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, <laughs> no judgment there. Right now, she's getting mad at me. Yeah, there, there's
1: yeah. a, uh, <laughs> a book that I read uh, in college by it was by Paul Starr. It won the uh, I think it was the Pulitzer. I forget one of one of the one of the awards that that that, that are really good. Anyway, it's a sociolo- <laughs> sociological study on doctors mm-hmm. and especially phys- specifically specifically the physicians that we have today and how in in history in medical history there were all these medical quacks everywhere and it was this one group that emerged. And these are our doctors today that 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 made themselves the authority figure. And how they did it was they created the white coat and they said we have uniforms. And so then obviously people are like, whoa, you must be like different. And mm-hmm. then we have have to have our own lingo and we got to use the Latin. And then they renamed all the parts of the body and they made them so- sound smarter than they were. And they started using titles and they started use they created their own society and they created this illusion. They're like, man, they know what they're talking because we don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So therefore they. They must be the experts and so they eventually just broke off from all these other medical quacks and they created, they amassed all this authority and then they started saying that you're a quack, you're a quack and they slowly just kind of eliminated the competition. It's, fascinating. it's a fascinating yeah. study and this, these are our doctors today and we love our, our doctors. I'm being facetious uh, to emphasize some of, the, some of the elements but it is the sociology and it's not just doctors but you can apply this to a variety of professions out there. Mm-hmm. Professionals in general, how, yeah. how you emerge and I'm wondering, do we do that as the Theologians. Uh, yeah, do we do sure. that in, in as Bible students. We try to use, whereas like eschatology, eschatology, es- eschatology. <laughs> I can't eschatology. Say word. You're clearly uh, not yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> one of them, uh, or use the Hebrew or the Greek. And again, yeah. these are all important tools, and they help us define. But when we're communicating to regular people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like oh, I have a tummy ache, oh, my head hurts. You know, mm-hmm. you don't use you know a cere- cerebral edema of the. I don't even, use, I can't even <laughs> use those words, but um so we're talking about a a term here Mm -hmm. what are we talking about we're talking about god and trinity but what is
3: that Mm -hmm. um and maybe some of these terms are necessary or unnecessary we'll start discussion there yeah i mean that the terms that have emerged many of them are not even in the bible Mm. so like they are they are kind of like the greek thinking trying to comprehend the hebrew thinking Mm. is the way i want to put it Uh, or or really we're just trying to systematize um what we see in the narrative of scripture and that is that there seems to be a plurality Mm -hmm. um Within what the Bible calls God, mm-hmm. and while that is hard to understand because God says, "You know, I am one." Mm-hmm. What does that mean when we also see other Bible verses that seem to indicate something different? So singularity and plurality together. Yeah. So okay. like there's like there's a plurality plurality within the singularity, of whatever you want to call yes, it. Yeah. Yes. And, um, very yes. very Star Trekky. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so it's. Uh, I, Trying to make sense of that, Mm -hmm. we have come up with these terms that, you know, like Mm -hmm. Trinity or, uh, you know, triune or, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of, uh, the Godhead, you know, none of these words are in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Godhead is. Godhead is. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm that's a bad why, theologian. That, <laughs> I'm trying to remember why, yeah. where. <laughs> that's why we yeah. do
1: tend to use the word Godhead rather than Trinity. Right, right, right. right. Because, uh, and, but this is a good, the, the semantics is oh, yeah, important right. because mm-hmm. because the word Trinity is used mm-hmm. and the, the Trinity was so associated yeah. with one particular denomination that in the Adventist heritage, yeah. uh, just as there was an allergy to organization, we've talked about in a previous episode, uh, there was also an allergy to the Trinity. It was mm-hmm. just too Roman Catholic. Catholic, so the gut reaction was, oh, they just. I think throwing the bat baby out with the bathwater is also of course. also applicable here, uh, but which is also good because b- there was reactions. Right, you either accept it or you reject it, you spiritualize it, or you go back to the Bible. Right, mm-hmm. and I think that's what we got to do here because the word Godhead is found in the Bible. Yeah, so. no, you're right. <laughs> Let's go to John chapter fourteen, and there are some elements that we find not, not the word Godhead, uh, but the concept is, is alluded to there. Yeah. Um, Israel, can you read John chapter fourteen John chapter fourteen, and let's start from verse six to eleven
2: okay Jesus said to him, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also, and from now on you know him and have seen him. Philip said to jesus, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father." or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves.
1: Okay, and we'll skip down to verse 15 to 18, and Siku, can you pick up from there? Sure. John fourteen, fifteen through 18.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and mm. will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you.
1: Mm. Okay. So, Jonathan, we've described yeah. this singularity and plurality. Yeah. This uh, three persons in one essence. Uh, there's just different ways to describe it. But yeah. from this from this passage, yeah. and we've kind of cherry picked the more the more apropos parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can we juice out of there for about the Godhead? Israel?
2: Okay. I think um, first of all the the. It, it talks about three distinct people. It mm-hmm. talks about it. Jesus is described, the, the Father is described, mm-hmm. and then the Spirit, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is described. Mm-hmm. In each of these situations, in each of these circumstances, people, yeah, persons, yeah, in, in each of these mentions of the three individuals, oh, okay. right? Okay, okay. Uh, all three of the people, all three of these. Uh, Persons that are being talked about, they have the ability to dwell in us. Jesus dwells in us. Mm-hmm. The Father dwells in in us. The Spirit dwells in us, and so they have similar. Uh, they 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 do a similar work. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, Jesus says, "When you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Mm. When you have seen the Father, you have seen me." This the Holy Spirit is is uh, also uh, you know does my work. Mm-hmm. So there's the identity factor that they all identify as each other, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think those are the in, within this text itself the things that kind of jump out at me mm-hmm.
1: and so it almost seems like in the anatomy of salvation if I can use that word anatomy, but in those in the system in the parts you have God mm-hmm. which is who's really the object of our faith Jesus says in mm-hmm. verse one we didn't read verse one did we read verse one I no. read verse one. Verse one chapter 14 verse 1 let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me so the faith directionality is going towards God the Father mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. is a mere not a word mirror but the the soul uh, mm-hmm. re- represents and reflection of the father right mm-hmm. he's the the visiblenessnessness <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. of the father right but so they're the same but they're mm-hmm. playing different roles, roles yes. and then it's the Holy Spirit that Jesus sends as another helper to to be able to access these two i mean it's it's mm-hmm. it's a there's a there's a certain system and, regarding how and, these the the roles and responsibilities of these three and yet
3: we see uh, that they all are divine because jesus yes. allows worship towards him yes you know they pray to the holy spirit there's there's all these elements that are s- still showing that they are distinct mm-hmm. they are divine mm-hmm. uh you know the which while there are roles that could make it look like oh maybe one is more important than the other mm-hmm. when you look at the Godhead also in the context of the fact that God is love mm-hmm. uh, there is no like oh I am higher than you or I am yeah. more important than you uh, it, it is a, it is a, a unity uh, of co-equal persons mm-hmm. as you say mm-hmm. so um, and, and divinity is there is no such thing as a little less divinity or more divinity mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. one or the other mm-hmm. um, yes Jesus took on human flesh but just like um, God covered himself in the clouds uh, of, you know, the dark clouds mm-hmm. or in fire with the Israelites, you know, Jesus had human flesh covering his divinity. Mm-hmm. But there were moments where his divin- divinity flashed through mm-hmm. his humanity, you know, mm-hmm. and it was always like really powerful moments. So it just because there seems to be a... Um, uh, a, a lower version of it, like okay, Jesus is human, you know, a subordination if you want to call it that way. But like, uh, he's human, also can he also be God? Uh, we, we we are limiting ourselves when we look at it from human perspective. We have to take the word of God mm-hmm. as it as as it describes it, mm-hmm. and that the word of God describes. The attributes of all three as divine. Mm -hmm. i like to point out in verse 17, Mm -hmm. it says the spirit of truth
1: whom the world cannot receive because it neither neither sees him nor knows him. So this is where pronouns uh, are very important. Uh, The emphasis is not on the gender, whether it's he or her, but rather the personhood Personhood. of him rather than the objecthood of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the Holy Spirit is acknowledged as just a a, a co-equal person with the God, with Mm -hmm. the Father and with the Son.
0: Um I, I just wanted to say that this is I guess more like more at the framework level mm. um in in talking about God in mm. his person um it's it's important to remember that we are this is like holy ground yeah. right Mhm God is so far above mm-hmm. who we are yeah. that to think that we could ever fully conceive of the vastness of who he is mm-hmm. would be, I mean, that's that. You can't put him in a the box. Mm-hmm. There's no way that mm-hmm. humanly we could right. ever fully comprehend yeah. who he is. Even throughout eternity. E- even throughout eternity. And this is what's going to be eternity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Jesus said the essence of life eternal is mm-hmm. to know God. Yes. So yeah. this n- <laughs> knowing God and coming to know him is going to be the study of yes. all of His creation for all of eternity, yes. because that's just how vast He is. Mm-hmm. And yet, yet in Scripture and what we've just read here is an Ill- illustration of that. In Scripture, God reveals Himself to us, yes. right? And and for in our human context right now, we're in the context of a sinful world. We're in the context of a great controversy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the revelation that we have of God comes in this context. Yes, that's a good point. So we see God working for our salvation we see Mm -hmm. god working for the redemption of not just humanity but for the eradication of sin Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of a picture of Mm -hmm. god that we are Mm -hmm. seeing but it's limited it's a limited picture and it's limited by us Mm -hmm. and our experience right it's not limited by who he is but by Mm -hmm. who we are and and our circumstances Mm -hmm. so just 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 having that in mind i think Helps with not fully comprehending everything. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not fully understand everything, but God has given mm-hmm. us enough to mm-hmm. know that He loves us, mm-hmm. that there are these different, separate, three separate persons in the Godhead who are fully invested yeah. in the salvation of humanity, who are fully invested in this resolution of the great controversy. Mm-hmm. And there will be aspects that we will not understand. I, I just want to bring that mm-hmm. out that it's okay to have mm-hmm. things, elements that are you mm-hmm. know, beyond our comprehension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Israel and Jonathan. Just real quick, real, real okay, quick, on the okay. flip side uh, to that, right. um, I'm just thinking of the perspective of the unfallen beings like the angels and other unfallen worlds. They, you know, maybe for a long, long millions of years, whoever knows for uh, eternity past, they have known God and they have grown in the knowledge of Him, but they never knew the sight of God that we have seen, which is this—is grace, mercy, salvation at play. Because there was no sin before that, so mm-hmm. like even they are growing, you know, in in new ways uh, mm-hmm. in through our experience. Of, yeah, yeah. Says,
0: um, concerning the salvation, Peter says, yeah. "Angels long to look into these things; yeah. like they're learning more things about God, even as right. time mm-hmm. is progressing." Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, I think what Siegel has just said is. To me, it's actually mind-blowing. I've never looked at it from that perspective. Um, but it dawned on me, you know, even when we see Jesus, even when we see God the Father, even if we're able to ever see the Holy Spirit face-to-face, we still will not be able to fully comprehend who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of, we like, like what you were saying, Seek, was so profound. Right now, because of our experience and because of the moment in history that we live in, we only understand God as our savior, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind of like, but it, but, but that's kind of his occupation Mm -hmm. as it were, you know, for us, we know him as the doctor that we see when we go in for a checkup, but we don't know him. We don't know the doctor, you know, what they do with their children. We don't know how, how they drive. We don't know. We, there's so much that we don't know about the doctor, Mm -hmm. right. Except that they see us. And I think, as Seeker was speaking, I'm like, this is so true. We have a limited understanding yeah. about who God is based on salvation history because mm. we only know his occupation, which is to save the world. Mm. But there is an eternity even beyond that, like mm-hmm. an infinite you know, definition of who he is beyond that. Mm-hmm. And we're not able to know that even— even throughout eternity, and 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 mm-hmm. I was under the understanding, you know. Just I'm realizing as Sika was speaking that I feel or I felt as though at some point when I see God for who He is, mm-hmm. then I will know Him, you know. <laughs> but even then, that's actually. It'll take eternity to know who he is, even though we actually see him face to face and mm-hmm. and are able to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's like profound; yeah. it's it's mind blowing to me.
1: Well, you guys are setting up. This is a great context in the sense that the, the early early the pioneers of the Adventist Church got together. Mm. They had different ideas regarding the nature of the Godhead. Uh, Some believe that God and uh, the Father and the Son were co-equal, but the Holy Spirit was kind of like, you know, kicked out to the side. Mm -hmm. There's others that were God was infinite, but uh, Jesus was created. There's others where Jesus was is just as eternal but coexisting in a in a subordinate format. Mm-hmm. I mean there's just all these other variations mm-hmm. and there's really no consensus and I would say a lot of the pioneers had very creative ideas. And mm-hmm. they were and they were all studying the Bible together. Very interestingly that that Sister White she never uh, was the one that came up with the doctrines. She didn't say we believe this, and she allowed for the space for people to study the mm. Bible. And this is where our, this is where our heritage, our identity comes from. We always go back to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it, it kind of it, it gets me upset when people today are like, "Hey, we're Adventists. We don't need to go back to the Bible. We just have to use our common sense." We're like, that's not a pattern. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not who we are as a people. Um, it, it's. The, we, we have arrived, and it was very interesting, when you look at the study here, that it wasn't until the 1930s mm-hmm. that the church, there was consensus in the church that hey, uh, there was rigorous Bible study regarding this, and then also rigorous study of Ellen White's writings yes. where she says, and, and, and I, I'm quoting here, that Jesus announced himself to be the self-existent one, and she also says that in Christ is life original, unborrowed, underived. Mm. I mean, that <laughs> <Pretty> is, <clear. laughs> he is divine, mm-hmm. not Subordinated eternally, not some binitarianism. I mean you have triune, equal, uh divine essence in all three.
3: What I found interesting in, in the history is that um this topic the, about the godhead mm. was not like the main issue for mm-hmm. the first couple I mean almost for the first hundred years there, mm-hmm. uh or fifty years let's say. And um but it was always clear that Jesus was needed for salvation. Whether he's mm-hmm. subordinate or whatever position he has, they always understood that. Like, mm-hmm. salvation, you know, the cr- sacrifice of Christ is needed for our salvation. And I don't want to say, like, oh, you know, that's all we need to know, but it is the essential part. Wh- whatever position you have, you do need to, you need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it, it is fascinating to me that that something that maybe today is much more controversial topic Mm -hmm. back then was not really an issue for Mm -hmm. a while Mm -hmm. and people still were able you know to do missions and and Mm -hmm. preach the gospel Um, but it it is also beautiful to see as you said that Ellen White uh, allowed for the space to be for it to be explored she made some pretty clear statements in her later works uh, but uh, it it was uh, it was something that you know, the Holy Spirit was leading the church into an, a yeah. into a deeper understanding of
1: yeah. I think that that, that that understanding of that the pioneers had a dynamic understanding. Yeah. As long as they're a Bible based, that's where they're good. Yeah. But they were changing and uh, And they all came
3: from different, you know, mm-hmm, backgrounds. backgrounds. Mm-hmm.
1: And there are different there are different communities today that said that, hey, the the older you go, that's probably the better. And so mm-hmm. this modern stuff that was, it's been all adulterated and they, they changed and you know when you go back to the closer you get to eighteen forty four is where the pure faith is, but you don't see that testify. Mm-hmm. You don't see that attested into in, in the Adventist history yeah. that they're constant learning, and she's she's asking for new light, new understanding. Mm-hmm. As long as it's Bible based, and the new light that's not Bible based should be mm-hmm. should be rejected.
2: One of I think one of the great mysteries of God also is his nature, Mm. you know, which affects our ability to understand him. I think we, because we create God in our own image, we feel, God, you should be definable, and you should Mm. define yourself. Mm. Uh, When you look at God, especially in the story of creation, you know, you see this, you know, great, like, humility expressed, right? God is credited to be the creator of all things, right? Yet this is something that actually when you look at Scripture, Jesus was the one that was in the beginning Mm -hmm. creating. He Mm -hmm. was speaking. He Mm -hmm. was, right? And so in essence, Jesus is actually the one creating the world, yet Mm -hmm. somehow the Father gets credit for it. (laughs) And it's like, in my mind, you know, in my in, in, in my mind, you know, it's kind of funny because I see the God saying, "All right, hey Jesus, uh, you're gonna you're gonna create the world, you know, this week, so go ahead and do that." And then Jesus says, "Okay," but then everything that he creates, when he signs the the uh, when he when he autographs his masterpiece, he autographs the name of God, right? Mm-hmm. And so because all of this, because the nature of God is very different from our nature, mm-hmm. because he's so separate from how we are. And he processes on different levels than we do. And he's not in it to prove himself. Mm -hmm. I am God. I am the best. And there's so much deference and humility. You kind of see it brings about a confusion for our selfish minds. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's difficult for us to live life because we try to define God based on who we are rather than defining ourselves based on who he is. Yes. And so I think that that plays into the situation to, as well. And we'll
1: get to CQ, but I just want to read this verse here, Colossians 1, verse 15, just so that's Israel's uh, illustration. Very, very, very creative, but there's a there's biblical support for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, verse 15, Colossians one fifteen. Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God. Uh, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers, all things were created through him Mm -hmm. and for him. He is before all things and in him all things consist. He is the head of the body of the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, and in all things he may have the preeminence. I just want to give support that Jesus, uh, that's a great You skipped verse 19. Verse 19.
3: 19.
1: Yep. Okay. Verse nineteen, Jonathan, you want to read for, verse nineteen? For it
3: pleased the Father that in Him all the fullness should dwell. Mm-hmm. That's pretty powerful. And then verse twenty. Yep. And <laughs> by Him to reconcile all things to Himself, by Him whether uh, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of His cross.
1: Yeah. No. It's it's just a, it's just a cool Christological passage mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Clearly pointed Jesus as the Creator, but then the Father is involved there, and we know by implicit yeah, the, the Holy Spirit. Spirit's there too. Yep. Yeah. Um.
0: I, I just wanted to. Dude, it, it's it's a little bit of a pivot but um in thinking about how God is so great and so beyond our comprehension mm. um, the the thing that that impacts me about that is yes his greatness and his vastness but also the fact that that he condescends to be known of us. Wow. That he tries. Mm. He he puts in place methods to try and explain himself to us, mm. albeit in a limited context. In the context that we're we're in, the whole, the sanctuary, the, mm-hmm. the, the as as a physical illustration, you know, of what he is doing in salvation history, mm-hmm. to to present himself to us. Um, another illustration that that comes to my mind that the the Bible points to is is even in our in our humanness when he creates yes. humanity he That's says let right. us mm-hmm. a plural create man mm-hmm. mankind in our image and then when he does it he creates humanity mm-hmm. as a plural mm-hmm. being right mm-hmm. as 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 a plura- as a plurality mm-hmm. and, and male, then female. male first. and female yep. right yep. um mm-hmm. that that and yet yet they become
3: one flesh. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: And then now then in the marriage union and yeah. you and you have this, you know, spoke about spoken about later like in Corinthians where he talks about, you know, um in some disputed passages, but which point to that in the marriage union yeah. it becomes a picture of us to be able to understand at least a fraction, a, a droplet, fracture, a a droplet fraction. of what it means mm. to be one mm. and yet plural, yeah. Yeah. right?
1: The plural and singularity uh, emerges exactly. again in the human experience. In the human and
0: experience, and and I, my 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 conviction is that if if our marriages. Were were mm. you know mirroring what the bible intends what god intends mm. for marriage mm. it would actually experientially give us an understanding mm. of god the godhead that's, right mm. It, mm. at an experience <laughs> level mm. you know
1: Jonathan, you're having a seizure no i, I am <laughs> i'm
2: having a seizure that's <laughs> crazy she's <goes> doing <laughs> some crazy mm. she is
3: she's like yeah blasting this season yeah. man in a good way wow. so yeah. archie just a high standards for archie <laughs> okay and just to add briefly to that, a Song of Solomon talks about the flame of Yahweh, right? It's it's a reflection of the Godhead within, in the holy marriage union. Um, but this is, and this this connects right to what I was going to say that the Bible says that God's nature, He is love, right? Mm-hmm. Love cannot happen, cannot exist in in just one person. Mm-hmm. Singularity alone. You need minimum two, but really you need three to have true love in in its fullness revealed. Mm-hmm. And that to me is one of the greatest. Um, Uh, reasons why I believe in the plurality within the Godhead Mm -hmm. uh, of three co-equal persons Mm -hmm. Um, because God is love you cannot have it any other way Mm -hmm. and that is is, I think that is like mind point. We, we just
2: have to emphasize that you need three, but the third person is God, not another person. <laughs> because for per- three, like yeah.
0: th- in the marriage union, you don't need yeah. another you don't person. Need no, people. but you sh-
3: you have to share your love when this ha- when you have children. Yeah. But uh, Ezra was just saying that that the logic doesn't go as, as perverted out where you have a man,
1: a woman, and a man in an in 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 op- optimal relationship. That's what he's saying.
2: I'm just yeah. saying. It's, I'm just yeah. saying that the marriage. You, I'm, all i You saying- have
3: perfect love between a man and a woman, but you, yeah. it's not. Fullness of love until you have to share that with the third one, which is the child.
2: Yeah. As long as the third one is, not,
0: is not another man yeah. or another well, woman. Yeah.
2: You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. I agree with what I, you're saying. I think, okay. I agree yeah. with what you're saying. I just don't want people to misunderstand sure. to think that.
1: Well, tell us what you think. Uh, is Jonathan right or wrong? Let us know on social media. Is marriage one man, one woman, or is it three people? Is, That's is never the what I said. <laughs> the well, obviously, there are practical ramifications to this doctrine. We're not just waxing eloquently on theology but there are practical ramifications that show a wider glorious picture of God hopefully you've been in some way in awe of God after this you see the ununderstandableness of God and want to study more about him and know him even deeper that's my conviction hopefully that's your conviction I know that's uh, that's the conviction of my friends here we'll see you as we continue our study on Adventist heritage here on inverse God bless you all
0: This is inverse.